Hello, and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad that you're joining us again today. Today, we're going to have another very interesting show. We have invited back Rick Ulfick and uh, his wonderful band of gypsies who will be joining us today. And we'll be speaking about, uh, in essence, 11 Days of Global Unity, which you've noticed every year at this time, around the Jewish holidays, it happens to fall around, uh, we talk about this noble work that my dear friend and colleague Rick Alfek has been up to through We the World and We.net, his organizations that have a international following and groups really scattered throughout the world who are involved in different kinds of actions, educational, on-the-ground doing the work of the people and related that is to social justice, to the environment, to the series of tenets that are represented in 11 Days of Global Unity. Well, today we're going to be focusing on media. What is the role of media in today's world? It seems to be getting flipped and flopped this way and that way by uh, people who are in different levels of political power, and uh, not just in the United States, actually everywhere in the world. Journalism is sort of on fire and being attacked in Mexico, in the Middle East, in Russia, almost, not quite, but almost everywhere, and yet... It is the voice of journalism, and it's the voice of the media that help to bring the people forward. So this is going to be the focus of today's show, while we kind of weave through the other wonderful tenets of 11 Days of Global Unity, and details about that will be shared by Rick. But to introduce uh, our panelists this evening will be, of course, I just mentioned Rick Ulfick in some detail, and Catherine Davis, another dear old friend of mine from way back, even pre-media almost, and uh, she has been the co-host and producer of Health Action since 1995 on, on WBAI and producer of Heart of Mind since the year 2000. Heart of Mind features guests, music, meditation, and conversation with a focus on consciousness, spirituality, health, the soul's journey, and spiritual activism. I've been a happy guest on Catherine's show many times over the course of time. John Raymer, who we've had on as well, is the founder of the first, uh, what is it, the first follower, the first first follower. That's funny. I hope that's not a typo of Compassion Games. And in fact, John has been on before during the 11 Days of Global Unity talking about the Compassion Games, which is a very interesting evolutionary gain on what is known as the Hunger Games. And he's doing a lot of great work around that. And he'll be sharing with us some more of his work with that, as well as as it relates to media. And uh, for the first time, we'll have Karen Palmer on with us, who's known as the Mindful Media Mom, who made a wish that started a kindness revolution. I love it. She is the founder of the Global Kindness Revolution with many networks to co-create a kinder and more loving world. You know, it's funny, uh, we kind of forget that uh, it was George H.W. Bush, of all people, who had in one of his speeches came up with the phrase, a kinder and gentler world. And uh, I always liked him for that. I didn't care for him that much about other things like the 1991 war and other little things like the New World Order, etc. But I love that our president was using a phrase and a theme and a notion like that. So anyway, welcome all to A Better World. A pleasure to have you all with us today. Great Thank to be you. on the show. Yes. Thank great. you. You're welcome. Oh, it sounded like someone very kind said that. <laughs> that was my impression. Um, you're all kind. Uh, 
Rick, I would love if you would just kind of introduce um, uh, to our audience 11 Days of Global Unity and give us an idea of the themes of this year and what you want us to be attentive to. Sure. And I just want to say that there is a direct connection between our conversation that we're going to have later about media and the idea of global unity, because as you can imagine, we're at a point where we have these culture bubbles in at least the United States, if not in many other places. So the idea of the role of the media in actually creating social cohesion and ultimately global unity is something that, you know, uh, I think we we will get into, but that's that is the connection between our discussion of eleven days of global unity and the role of the media. So I just wanted to mention that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Media so, as a convening um, uh, gathering body, which social media is so incredible in this way because it's it's interactive and uh, it just exactly. builds community like very little else, frankly. Yeah. Exactly. And and from my point of on. view we'll we'll get into this, but from my point of view the media uh the messages of the media become the fabric of our culture. And that therein lies, you know, where we can uh yeah. you know, get into as we're talking about That's right. Uh, That's all right. Of, all of this. So um Just give us a little bit of a rundown again, if you would, of the the fundamental tenets and purpose of 11 Days of Global Unity. And then we'll move into a more robust discussion among us all about about, uh, media in this way. Exactly, exactly. Well, first of all, um, uh, my name is Rick Ulfick. I'm founder of We the World and the We Campaign at We.net. And it's all about we, basically. So uh, we we launched something called 11 Days of Global Unity back in 2004, um, and it has become a convergence of so many different kinds of events in September. Um, it, it, 11 Days of Global Unity spans uh, September 11th through September 21st, so it culminates on the International Day of Peace. And when it was first launched, the idea was a symbolic gesture uh, or the journey from fear to hope, from September 11th, which uh, happened in uh, the uh, tragedy of September 11th, through September 21st. So it has become an inspiring international movement um, of, and, and a platform for changemakers around the world who are um, promoting what they're doing for peace, justice, sustainability, and transformation during those mm-hmm. 11 days. And uh, it has just grown um, uh, kind of exponentially. It's, it's at the point where we have uh, we've had literally thousands of organizations that have participated over the years uh, and touching the lives of uh, millions of people. Um, and one of the interesting developments is that with some of the founding partners of 11 Days of Global Unity, 11 themes for change have come out of that. So I'll just say them quickly. Um, Unity, interdependence, environment, economic justice, health, children and youth, women, human rights, freedom, disarmament, and peace. And Mm -hmm. those have been developed now into 11 campaigns for change. And people can actually get involved with these. Um, So if you go to we.net, you can sign up your organization to participate in one or more of these themes and these campaigns. And we have had over 600 organizations that have signed up 
to participate in this way. And it's, mm, it's so many amazing. amazing things. It is. I mean, it's just yeah, it really incredible. Is. And some large uh, organizations. I mean, participants have included uh, Amnesty International, Oxfam America, you know, uh, United Religions mm-hmm. Initiative, um, Earth Dance, and the Shift Network. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll be hearing from John about the Compassion Games. So it's really amazing. And so people can actually get in, involved with their organizations. And if they are individuals, they can join our WE team, um, which is um, the coordinators uh, who help to make this all happen, um, volunteer coordinators. And all of these things can be found at WE.net. So 11 Days of Global Unity uh, this year is going to have some amazing things happening with it. one thing I'll start with is we actually have a branch of We the World in Botswana, in Africa. Um, mm-hmm. and the woman, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, the woman there, Angelina Habayetsi, I think that's how her name is pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing some really cutting-edge programs helping vulnerable families there. Um, and there's going to be a special program for the kids of these, um, you know, teenage moms who who are in really vulnerable positions. So they're going to be doing a special program for them uh, on the International Day, it'll be September 21st. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's just one thing. Um, very quickly. Well, let's let's, uh, let's circle back to this, Rick. Uh, let's get into yeah. the media portion, and then if you want, fill in at the end here for our mm-hmm. audience because I'd like to think into the subject here and uh, okay. then circle back and people can also go I would really uh, suggest that you give them the website so they can really read about about this sure sure okay um, that would yeah. be I think that so, would be more interesting yeah so um, we uh, people can find out more about what's going on at we.net, and just one very quick mention that We the World is uh, going to be celebrating our 20th year anniversary. Oh, this on is September important. Yeah. Yes. And and we're doing a, a, an amazing event, bringing together so many interesting people, and it's going to be webcast. Um, so this is happening. If you happen to be in New York City, uh, it's it's happening at the Church of the Village. At starting at 6.30 on Wednesday, September 12th, uh, 201 West 13th Street. And uh, there are going to be some really wonderful speakers and performers. Um, actually, Catherine Davis, who's on this call, uh, on this show, uh, will be one of the speakers uh, of that. Uh, also, Monica Willard and, and um, Deborah Muldow. Uh, I think your listeners uh, know those names pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, um, many others. But there's going to be a very strong um, kind of dose of music at this event. There's well, going to be a, following um, in your musical art. footsteps, after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, uh, you know, I'll be playing. But there's going to be an R&B recording artist uh, named Al Smith who's going to be performing there. Um, and, in fact... There's going to be a tribute to Aretha Franklin, which will be incredible, um, with a woman named Charette White, who's going to uh, also sing with Al Smith on that. And um, any, anyway, so, so it's going to be a really dynamic, inspiring program. I hope of course it is. Will, How do people uh, get tickets? What does it cost? Mm-hmm. How do people get tickets? Yeah, there's a, it's, it's pretty low cost. Um, it's like a sliding scale. Um, and people can, and no one will be turned away if you're lacking funds. So there's no problem with that. Uh, so it, and again, is that the same website? We, yeah, we.net right near the top. There's there are buttons there for that event. I guess that's probably the easiest web address to give. Um, okay. I mean, if you want to go there directly for this we. event, net. you can go to we.net/slash twenty years, and twenty is a, a numeral. 
Um, so okay, get, wonderful, Rick. That, that's pretty simple, too. That's but, great. Uh, anyway, so we can, we Thank can circle you. back to yeah, uh, yeah. all of those. But I did want yeah. to we that. want to keep a little mystery about what's going to be going on there so people will get stimulated <laughs> and then decide to fill in the rest of the sentence in person. And uh, I I wish I could be there. It ends up that I've got to go to uh, – got to. I'm glad to go. I've been – invited basically my application accepted by governor jerry brown's office i told you in san francisco and i have to leave the day before for a global summit on climate change so it's climate week as they say it's probably going to be one of the hottest weeks on record as a matter of fact so it's a good thing that we'll be convening to talk about solutions to this ever-growing issue so I know your work is very involved in this as well, so I always appreciate it. But I'm sorry I'll be missing your your event directly. Yeah, we're we're, we're we will miss you. But, uh, yes, for yes. A good well, you'll think of me. I'll, I'll give you something to read or so. Catherine, good to have you on a better world. Such a pleasure. Well, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. You're right. It has been quite a long journey. And um, it's wonderful to have all of us collaborating on the radio as well as in actual events and activities and activism. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to hear, and then we'll circle around, but I'd like to hear from each person, and then we'll have a lively debate. Uh, Catherine, you've been, in fact, I remember when you got involved at WBAI. We and I, you and I met even long before that, and mm-hmm. um, we enjoyed each other then, and then even more as time went on, seeing as we were both so involved with media. What would you say? Say is kind of most meaningful and purposeful for you in doing the radio shows that you've been doing for a long time, and especially at this time in our historical context. Uh, what role do you see the media that you're providing uh, playing? Well, I believe it's significant. I, um, as you say, I've been with WBAI for almost 30 years now in various ways. And the work that I do specifically is really about um, counter-pointing um, people to various truths, understandings, and and opportunities that are not provided in the mainstream on any level, really. Things are a little bit better now. The landscape it has more alternative media, but mm-hmm. there was a time when there was very little, and people didn't understand where there might have been problems in health care. I remember when we were fighting to um, maintain just the right to buy vitamins. People might not remember, but yes. um, there was a lot of controversy with regard to alternative and complementary health, um, a lot of uh, controversy with regard to consciousness and spirituality, which are subjects that I also focus on. And so I have seen over the last 20 years that the expansion of independent alternative voices, and even controversially so, have really expanded the consciousness of our society and made it a much more interesting place. And even mm-hmm. though the landscape looks really bad right now, you know, as I reach people and talk to people at events, um, through the radio shows, all kinds of ways, that people are so much more progressive now than they were, well, at least some of us are, than <laughs> we were um, 20 years ago. It's just the thought process has expanded, and I believe that um, media has a lot to do with that, being able to give the a different message than people have in the mainstream, and because the mainstream media is also very powerful. Very much so. It tends to dominate the waves and dominate the consciousness for so long, but, you know, truly, thankfully, to the Internet... Uh, that conversation has opened up and so many websites of alternative news 
uh, some say in real news, uh, have just um, flourished. So, you know, Truth Out and, and just so many different websites people can go to, as well as news media and podcasts, just as you're saying. Exactly. So, and, uh, and I would like to put out there, org. people can get a lot of um, information there as well. WBAI was our life raft for God knows how many years. Honestly, I'm going to date myself now, but I started listening in the 1970s. Yep. Right. You got it, Catherine. To our dear friend Gary Null, <laughs> that was who I started listening to. And um, and uh, BAI, and then later I found out about Pacifica Radio, which, of course, is a national network, essentially mm-hmm. non-profit, non-commercial radio was really a lifeline to any real truth and digging under the surface that otherwise media was really just hanging out on. So it's been a pioneer, and you've been part of that over these past years. And Absolutely, I guess I have too. too. And, um, yeah. you, you most definitely have. And we've been able to collectively get out these alternative stories. You know, we're celebrating 11 Days of Global Unity well, so much happened with that tragic date on September 11th, um, and the warring has yet to cease um, starting yes. on from that time period. But we've been able to expand the narrative and so that people yes. question what they have been told. And, and this is, I think, how we got to this state of looking at the media a little bit cross-eyed and not quite trusting what the mainstream media says, it's because of the impact of voices um, that have given people the real stories as opposed to the manufactured stories. Yes, 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 yes. What's become popularized as fake news, but he's just pointing in the wrong direction. We're not going to open that up right now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much You're for welcome. your commitment you. over the course of years. We've all been so devoted. We've just been doing what, what does the song say? What comes naturally? And uh, it ends exactly. up that, you know, being natural is being a pioneer and uh, walking where other people don't walk. What can I say? And, so thank you, and we'll circle back. Mm-hmm. John Raymer and the Compassion yeah. Games. I just love it. John, welcome back to A Better World. So great to have you. It's good to be here. And, you know, I also brought with good. me another amazing team that's playing in the games and the CEO of Serve Community. And uh, I'm excited for okay. you guys to hear about the millennials committed to changing the world and what's coming down. So thanks to you, I would Rick, like again. to hear that. I would like to hear that. Oh, yeah, First, no, if you would, would you yeah. please uh, just give our audience again, for those of you who haven't heard you, tell us what the Combashion Games are, how they started, and what they do. Okay, so what the Combashion Games, of course you can't lose the Compassion Games, the survival of the kindest. It's a, we call co-opetition. <laughs> in other words, an inspiring way for communities to do service. And the whole intent is to foster creativity that develops empathy into action. Um, they've been played in prisons. They've been played all over the world. Over 18 million people have been served because we know that because part of the game is not only to go out in community and everything from a random act to organized service project. Teams are encouraged to post to this compassion report map, which is so inspiring when you discover what communities are doing and how they're taking on these enormous challenges we're facing to improve life in their community. So that's the so game just, going just on. So just give a sketch yeah. from the beginning, if you would, meaning you uh, have, you, if I recall, you go into a town or a city or a community, you speak and you make arrangements with the uh, mayor's office well, or others, okay. and then lay it out, if you would, sort of the... The nuts oh, and bolts. Well, the way this happened, okay, the way this happened was we were in, had a visit from His Holiness the Dalai Lama in 2008 for the Seeds of Compassion. At mm-hmm. that same time, Carl Armstrong won the TED Prize and wished for a charter for compassion. Mm-hmm. I saw that unfolding, and I said, isn't that interesting timing? And then when the charter for compassion was unveiled, I thought, why not make the city of Seattle the first city to affirm it as a 
charter for compassion and adopted as guiding principles for the city and start a 10-year campaign. Well, we put it out to the world, and surprisingly, other cities tagged on. There's over now 500 cities, if you look on the Charter for Compassion, that have taken on this challenge. Now, what happened was awesome. the mayor of Louisville, in his fabulous way, Greg Fisher, Mayor Greg Fisher, who we honored for their great work on compassion in Louisville, challenged us by saying that they were the most compassionate city in the world and would be so to prove <laughs> otherwise. And it was such a fun but interesting way to think about it. And what would sure. communities be like if we challenged ourselves? Competere means to strive together. The root of the word competition, why we're survival of the kindest is because we're culture hacking. You say, wait a minute, maybe we missed a beat on this issue because we're really all challenging ourselves. That's in the end. We're competing with mm-hmm. our better self to be our best selves. So that's what started the games. And it's evolved incredibly so. And we've reached this point now where this upcoming Compassion Games, and it's been right like a partner with, you know, with uh, we, dot, we the World and with uh, the Rick Ulfick and the 11 Days. That's been such a mm-hmm. heartfelt part of the games, and this year the games go from September 8th through the 23rd. It includes the World Peace Weekend, and so it's kind of building with our partnership with Unify and, and a ton of other great partners to really achieve an unprecedented uh, level of cooperation and, and synchronized action. And the events in Kabul and Santa Barbara, that's why I thought it would be great to include Matt, because youth are so key to this next generation taking on these challenges and how we empower the youth. So what's happening in that regard is that one of the schools there, the Marafat High School, run by Aziz Royesh, who's just legendary. Books have been written about Aziz and his life and what he's done there, empowering women in particular, but youth in Afghanistan. So they are participating in this design of a game we're calling Peace on Earth by 2030. And Matt, the CEO of Serve Community, and the team Hustlers for Humanity in Santa Barbara are a part of this. And (laughs) we have been taking on these actions, David Gershon's guidance on how we create peace on earth. So this first game is befriending the other. And talk about mm-hmm. the media, how this comes together, which you'll see. So befriend the other started with these youth at Marfa. We have Zoom calls on a regular basis, going out and interacting with others who perhaps we would avoid and discovering mm-hmm. what does it take to cross that line and change that behavior. It was incredible what the kids uncovered and what they shared. And then I shared what happened. There's a video from this great musician, Nemo Patel, from Empty Hands Music. He's a whole story unto himself. But the song is called We Shall Overcome, Love Will Rise. Mm -hmm. It shows people out in the streets handing out hearts and giving love and compassion. And the video is really inspiring. Well, we said, why not share it with the kids? Well, we shared it with the kids, and the kids said, wait a minute, we want to do this in the streets of Kabul. And we're going to be doing that. Wow. And not only then, what happened was the team in Santa Barbara, Hustlers for Humanity, says, okay, we want to support them. So there's a nonprofit in their community called Lost Art of Love Letters. And Matt will fill you. I want him to to speak a little bit about that. But this is all in Okay, we'll we'll get back to Matt. I want to get Karen... Palmer first into okay. this conversation, and we'll circle back. But I very much appreciate your uh, laying out the the basics of the compassion games, John, and giving compassion our audience a sense of the breadth and depth of it. Yeah. Just, no, I appreciate just that. So special. Sign up for words for compassion. It's a game I want us all to win. That's for sure. That's right. More people play, more people win. That's right. That's right. Karen, you're new to A Better World, and it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, the Global Kindness Mom. Wow, that's so much fun. Why are you referred to as the Mindful Media Mom? What's behind that name? Are you with us, Karen? Oh, 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 excuse me. This might be me. She, Karen, are you there? I am here, and thank you. Oh, thank Karen, you so much. Oh, Karen, you? you were wondering. Thank you couldn't hear. Thank right. you. It thank was you muted. so much you for fell having away. me. I, I've, been, sure. 
I've been I've been such a fan of yours, and I'm really honored to be here with all of you. I I really am so excited about the the work that's being done in the world and and all of the yeah. ways that we can celebrate one another. I'm uh, the co-creator of a broadcasting and media channel, and I'm also the live stream and spokesperson for We the World. Um, I've been helping with We the World since last year with the 11 Days of Global Unity. And our channel, um, Spirituality Gone Wild, is dedicated to raising the levels of compassion, gratitude, joy, love, kindness, and peace on earth. We do that through music, mantras, meditation, and we combine ancient wisdom with modern technology and modern science to help use social media for a greater good. So How we do you do are that? Yeah, well, we combine with many other organizations. Um I'm part of the Kindness Collective, which is um a beautiful collective of people who are dedicated to kindness as their mission and we have about a 40 million social media reach all combined. Um, oh John and uh, Rick are part of that, and and Matt, and um, so I'm really excited to, like I said, we I feel we're a global family, and I feel that we're all just finding each other, and I feel that media can be an incredible bridge to bridge the elders with the children and bridge the elders with the youth, so that we can really start to see that we're all in this together, and that when we bring this message of kindness and compassion as a power and a strength we start to see that media starts to take our notice of us and when yes, we come indeed. together in strength in numbers and our voices get louder and i'm so honored to be here to be able to be on this panel thank you so much i'm glad to have you a uh, real pleasure i still want to know what mindful media mom comes from well, it all started when I made the wish for global kindness to go viral. Um, that was, um, I had no idea how to use technology at the time. I had no idea how to use social media. Uh, Ask your son. Just getting started. Um, Paris, my, my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter, daughter actually, excuse me. Was, okay. was the person who helped me, <laughs> who became my partner and helped me learn how to use YouTube and Periscope and Twitter, and then uh-huh. I became a social media expert. And people ah. started asking um, me, you know, um, to help them with their media and to help them with their social media. And I felt like I found the holy grail. (laughs) I was so excited to be able to help people. people. So that's how Uh I ended up Uh getting called the mindful media mom. mom. That's cute. That's cute. I love it. And you have your daughter to thank. thank. (laughs) I'm so honored. I I thank her every day. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. Is anyone else hearing anyone an echo all of a sudden, or is that just me? Or is that just me? I do hear it. I'm, I hear it. I hear an echo. I hear an echo. <laughs> well, well, I don't think there's anything we can do about that. So we'll just deal with it. So thank you, Karen, for all of that input. It's very exciting. And it's, well, 40 million people. It's just Gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Uh, Now, I'd like to circle back. back. Uh, Clearly, Clearly, it's emerging from uh, everything that people have shared. shared. The role of media, after all, we are speaking with each other other because we can, using media, media. and from telephones all the way to the Internet. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Can we come back we to, come the, back next to the next generation, which, John, you, which brought, John, uh, you Matt brought Matt on, on. and that's and brilliant that's because brilliant you're right. It's got to get back to the earlier, the, you know, the next generation. You know, the next generation. <sighs> Even though I feel so uh, young at heart. So young at heart. Uh, Mitchell, if everybody knew individually, we might be able to eliminate the echo. Say that again. Say that again. If 
all of us who are not speaking mute, we might be able to eliminate the echo. Okay. Okay. Can you all mute yourselves or... or I guess the uh, I got my answer. <laughs> so, uh, John and Matt, are you on the same line, or are you on separate lines? Matt, you hear? I just unmuted. I'll mute again. Matt, you Matt's on a separate line from Santa Barbara. Oh, he's on another line. Yeah. Okay. Matt, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay. Hey guys. Uh, now yes. This is Matt Turner, Santa Barbara. I hear the murmurings of a millennial. Wonderful. Matt, hi. <laughs> Welcome to A Better World. A pleasure to Thanks, have you. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you having me. Sure. If you don't mind, could you share with our audience your age? Yeah, I'm actually uh, 36 years old, so I'm kind of at the upper the upper tier of the millennial generation, I'd say. The upper tier. Okay. The, you're among the wiser millennials. I like that. That's good. <laughs> It's really good. They need you. They need your upper tier. So if you would share with us, I mean, you're growing up in a world that is nothing short of crazy. And, of course, uh, many of us grew up during the Vietnam years, which was also crazy, too, and uh, led to our hippie movement and the like, and flower children and peacenikism and all of that, um, of which I'm still very much a part and so are the others here with me, with us here. But as a millennial, growing up and looking around and seeing the world and doing what you're doing now, just take us on a little bit of a journey, if you would, about what this all means to you and then the role of media in all of that. Yeah, you know, I think that the role of media and technology really is one of agency and empowerment. Uh, because I think millennials look around the world and, and ask themselves how they want to change it and how they want to be involved. And technology really is this, you know, universal tool that connects all of us. And it's already proven to with, you know, sites like Facebook connecting over two, mil- 2 billion people. So if a platform like Facebook can be built to connect 2 billion people, you know, what is possible with technology for us to actually take on the challenges of today? Um, So, you know, that's what I get when I work with millennials a lot is really this sense of, okay, like we really can make a difference, but how do we do it and how do we unite to do it? And that's really been my role in trying to merge community activism with technology is that, you know, I'm a volunteer and a volunteer coordinator and a community activist by heart and through experience. And I also see technology through this lens of, wow, what can we do with this tool to apply it to certain challenges that our community is facing, both locally and globally, and empower people to take on the issues of the day, both locally with with challenges that we face here in Santa Barbara, like even examples of human trafficking and homelessness and a lot of the things that other communities face. And then also looking at the big picture at, say, the UN's SDG goals for 2030 and say, wow, can we team up effectively and use technology to try to tackle some of these longer, larger-scale problems? So what do you that, – that's great. What do you see actually happening on the ground? So people are teaming up. People are having conversations. People are experiencing a greater sense of connectivity, which is awesome. And uh, people are having conversations, like Karen was talking about, kindness, as Catherine was talking about, bringing truth to the airwaves. Um, What do you, can you see a change happening in, let's say, the homeless population or in the reduction of human trafficking or do you have any kind of metrics related to the changes afoot? Well, let me just kind of give you a little bit of a background on on our approach to uh, to making an impact in the community and and kind of where we've gone with that perspective. The the first way we started was about four or five years ago now. I started a group in Santa Barbara called the Hustlers for Humanity, and it is something I started with my twin brother, and the name always 
has brought me a wide range of responses and reactions, which is great. It's one of the, part of the fun parts <laughs> about it. Um, but the sure. idea with my twin brother and I was to take our background in coaching sports and team building and recruiting and, and volunteerism and say, wow, can we – could we take the idea of making the community better and make it a game and make it fun and make it engaging and take a new approach to it? And so we launched this mm-hmm. team into the community and basically opened it up to the community. The goal was to positively impact every resident of our community by 2020. So this is in 2014 we launched it. So we're four years in and we're on, our, on track to do it. And we started recruiting and said, hey, who wants to join the team? It's an open platform. It's all about making the community better together. And people started joining. The message really resonated that we could team up to do more together than we could on our own. And we took a holistic approach to the community, which said we're here for everybody, and we can take on any challenges our community is facing. And nonprofits specifically started reaching out to us saying, this is great. We need your help. Like, can you help us with this fundraiser we're throwing? Can you help us with this volunteer event? Can you help us raise money for this cause? And so over the last four years, our group has grown into hundreds and hundreds of mostly millennials, not all, but a lot of students Mm -hmm. and a lot of just active, engaged people um, that just want to make the community better. And we've done incredible things in the community. And what that did was get me to team up with John Raymer when we started asking the question, how can we leverage technology to make this grow to scale? And so we have approached our problem from this idea of what if we made it an epic giant game, kind of like Buckminster Fuller did back in the 1960s. He created something called the World Game, and it was all around taking a holistic approach to society and making the world work for 100% of humanity. And it was all around teaming up, but they didn't have the technology back then. They, this was just his idea of, hey, we should all team up to more effectively lead the planet and share resources. But, of course, it didn't, couldn't build the traction that it was intended to without the technology. So we've been working away for the last several years and have teamed up with John, and we're building it right now. It's called Serve Community. We all rise together, and we are creating a platform to run this giant game, which is called Epic, the Empowerment Platform for Impacting Communities. And John is the CTO of our company, and is, we, are, we are leveraging real communities and what they need and building a community activist organization's tool that basically social movements of the day can leverage to unite their communities, to take on the issues of the day and create the long-term impact that some of these movements, like the Me Too movement and the March for Our Lives movement, are designed to create in the world. And so that's what we're excited about. And John was referencing a little bit of our work in Afghanistan because along the way we got connected to some really amazing people in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan. And it's a community that is one of the most volatile places in the world. Um, If you want to talk about, you know, movements of the day, we're talking about a modern day civil rights movement, a nonviolent protest and actually it's a proactive engagement in creating peace in a community that is really one of the most volatile dangerous places in the world and us in america i speak for myself here in santa barbara california it's a very safe place and it is often difficult to relate and feel compassion and connection with other people in the world even though we know we're all connected when it's so far away and we don't feel engaged but what we found is with technology and the ability to make it fun and engaging, people really do care and are willing to get more involved. And our work in Afghanistan has really inspired us because these kids are more excited and enthusiastic than ever to create peace. Um, And they're the ones that are needing it most. And so it's really riled up our community here in Santa Barbara, which is already doing good things, but is now starting to ask some questions like, wow, if they're doing this in Kabul, Afghanistan, could we do more to help our local community here in Santa Barbara and here in the United States? So that's what I'm most excited about, I think, is the way that connecting the world has the ability to re-engage and inspire the world to do more. And, you know, that was one of the best questions that I've ever been asked is, if you can do more, should you? And that question is really driving me today, and and our work in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. is really uh, the cause for that. Mm, I totally understand. That's just such an amazing story. Matt, thank you so much for that. You're reminding me of a time uh, back more in uh, the 1970s when things, for instance, with what was called then the Soviet Union back in the USSR, uh, was very problematic with the United States. There are all sorts of reasons for it, uh, economic largely. And um, mm-hmm. 
there was a movement, because friends of mine in Boulder were part of it, called the Sister Cities Movement. And this was Stan's Internet. It was before it existed. Uh, But people in different cities, like in the United States, like Boulder, for instance, and I think it was Moscow at the time, were in dialogue. The people were in dialogue. And they were getting to know each other. They were becoming pen pals. Remember postage stamps? And we used, they used to write to each other and build real, what became long-lasting relationships, friendships that were going beyond government. That was the idea. Not to be relying on government for relationships between people because that was getting us nowhere. That was getting us, you know, in tanks and things like that. And it was working. It was, you know, changing people's lives. It was humanizing populations Mm -hmm. in different Mm -hmm. places, you know, that were otherwise considered to be enemies, you know, this kind of thing. And what you're saying here is taking advantage of the media of the day and allowing this to get stepped up far beyond what we were able to do with postage stamps. Um, Yeah, it's brilliant. And I I really appreciate so much of what you and John and everyone is doing here. I very much do. Uh, My God. Yeah, please. I was just going to jump in. It was so inspiring to hear Matt, right, and to see what's going on here. But it's really all of us. I mean, we all rise together, like you said. I mean, you don't know Karen. I can tell you Karen is unbelievable and so supportive and cooperative. And we are together like we're with and each other. And the call with Catherine that we had the other night, I mean, we really are all challenging ourselves. Matt spoke to this. It's kind of this need for empowerment, agency, you know, how do we get out of our comfort zones and take this to the next level? The the challenges are serious. And just being aware about them isn't enough. We really need to change behavior. And we are behaving differently with each other because if we don't behave differently, things won't be different. So I really want to appreciate you, Mitchell, for having us and to invite people that want to know more about what's going on with Compassion Games and with Serve and with 11 Days of Global Union to to reach out to us. You go on the Compassion Games site at serve.net. Say the website again, John. Well, there's a couple here. I think everyone should make sure they're all known. We're on CompassionGames.org. Okay. okay. And people can just throw in the phrase, the great phrase, compassion games, and they'll get directed to you and to Matt. That's great. That's wonderful. Well, I have been enjoying this. In fact, I'd love for anybody to just jump in now and just throw in uh, not two cents, but like $2 million million worth of your last phrases here. And then I'd like to come back to Rick. Rick. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Catherine. I have... um, I've been very inspired by what we've been hearing, and I just wanted to add the piece. Um, I, I, you know, the social media and the connections are so important. I tend to come from old school terrestrial radio, and yes. what's really important as well, and one of the things that I like to focus on with Heart of Mind, is the self empowerment, the ability of people to find peace in their hearts and to generate peace in their families and communities so that it can become um, local and very personal and people can feel as if that they can actually do something important even if they're not out there starting an organization. Um, Yes. uh, They can join in with 11 Days and connect with so many other people, but not to forget that they have their own human technology within their own hearts to heal themselves and heal each other. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. You know, taken from a real Chinese yogi that you are, um, I very much appreciate the directive back to ourselves, back to our own center. You and I, of course, years ago did a, a Better World TV show about Qigong and the power that we both so know well. Uh, from the wisdom and cosmology of the Chinese, and it brings us back home, and uh, that's where it all begins. So, thank you for your words. Of exactly, wisdom. exactly. And 
Um, I know you're going back to Rick, and if we uh, talk about this event on the 12th, that's the nature of what I'll be sharing, how to become yeah. a peaceful warrior from the heart into the mm. world. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Do you want to give us your website uh, for people to, you know, tune into you? Yes. Um, the best way to find out about everything is heartofmindradio.com, heartofmindradio.com, and it will connect to all the different things that I do. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen, if you would weigh in and give us uh, share with us a couple of other nuggets from you, and then I'm coming back to Rick to give us the last piece on um, the September 12th celebration, as well as the, uh, some more words on uh, the 11 days. Absolutely. What's been so amazing watching the experience since I made the wish in 2014 and seeing the amazing ways that when I challenged people to be kind, it was actually started, the challenge started by seeing the ice bucket challenge. I started seeing these ice bucket challenges happening everywhere. And I thought, what if people were just being kind to each other? So I made videos and I had no idea. Like I said, I had no idea how to even upload it onto um, YouTube, but I, this is why I'm saying, you know, in my own network now, I have almost 35,000 followers just by myself. And, mm. and this is since 2014. And what I'm saying is when you find your authentic voice and you truly find your own inner peace, it spreads out and you become a channel for inner peace and world peace. And I really believe that when we, we each – empower each other and we see each other's magnificence even in the darkest places when we shine our light we become the lighthouse and not a flashlight this is what Mm. i would love for people to hear because if you're a flashlight you're basically part of the problem but if you're a lighthouse you're actually shining your light into the places that need your light and that's what i think media is i really believe that being able to learn how to use marketing and media and all of the technology that I've been able to learn how to use, I really believe that was a divine gift, and I, I, I'm so grateful for it. And I share it so openly and abundantly. And I believe that if everyone just shared themselves openly and abundantly, we would have world peace today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, but why I was struck by your comment uh, that uh, being a flashlight is part of the problem. What if there are super strong batteries or very strong uh, because bulb? when we're because when we're a flashlight, we're just pointing out the problems. When we're a lighthouse, we're being part of the solution. You see, oh, if we're okay. if we're just With that interpretation, okay, and. If we're just sitting around and complaining and sitting on the sidelines of the game saying, my team's just not winning, my team's just not winning, I can't do this. But you're not even part of the team. You haven't even got up to that, you know. This is what I'm trying to say. When, when we all realize that we all make a difference, that every piece of us matters, that every person is part of the jigsaw puzzle that we call this beautiful Mother Earth, and it's our mother that we need to be protecting here. And we all have to see that as, as an opportunity, not something that we have to do, something that we're blessed to be able to do, and that we Very see true. each other as brothers and sisters and know that we're all here with this human experience just having the illusion of separateness. That's not true. We're not separate. We're all in this together. We've seen that in the hurricanes. We've seen that in the disasters that we've seen. We see that when we see a homeless person. There's a heart that connects to a homeless person. I was a homeless person. So I know Mm -hmm. what it feels like. And so Mm. I really believe that when we start to see each other with heart and soul, we truly become what we've been seeking outside, which is the truth. Thank you very much. I'll never think of flashlights the same way again. Thank you. 
you could say you shed light on that subject for me. Thank you. Yeah, just be a, just be a lighthouse. <laughs> That's a big flashlight. <laughs> Thank you, Karen Palmer, so much for being on today's roundtable. I really appreciate it. Yeah, the best Rick, people can get in touch with yeah, me please. is globalkindnesstv.org. And I'm a nonprofit Great. organization that goes into the schools to help radiate this light. And lighthouse light, that is. Lighthouse light. Thank you. I very much appreciate all that you're doing. It's fantastic. Mr. Rick Ulfick, if you would, please, let's pick up where we left off and uh, tell us a little bit more about um, September 12th celebration. Uh, also, Paul Slockus should be mentioned as well. Good News Planet, my old dear old friend, who will be uh, celebrated as well. And um, tell us a little bit more about that and about the final words on 11 Days of the Unity, Global Unity. Oh, Rick. Oh, I see. That was the problem. Rick's microphone was the one that was... Unmuted. There we go. Oh, you... You unmuted. Oh, I see. I had been muting myself, actually. So, oh, uh, I found that I had to do it because it was caused. That's what was causing, causing the feedback. Oops. That's strange. And yet I, oh, I was muted, so oh. I don't know. Technology can help, and it can be a, a problem too. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, it can uh, help or hinder. Yeah, yeah, give us exactly. the last few minutes of what you want. Yeah, us to yeah, know. yeah. So. So, uh, yeah, and I'll circle back to what everybody's been saying. It's been really inspiring uh, to hear every, everyone. Mm, and, my um, God, my yes. So, and it's part of, it's, it's exactly in the spirit of 11 Days of Global Unity. I mean, it's, we are putting that vision out there uh, because, uh, like Karen said, it, um, it's an illusion that there is an us and a, and a them. You know, it's like we we all have the same needs, the the same uh, physical needs and the same psycho- psychological needs. Uh, we, um, so uh, I think by w- everyone doing what uh, they're doing that are on this uh, call, we are beginning to break down those barriers and and show the the connection and. The, the true unity that that yes. underlies yeah. the uh, the things that people might think are separating them. So, um, Very true. so that's Very true. the the essence of eleven days of global unity. How can we act uh, locally and then connect those actions on a global scale? Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's the power of uh, eleven days, and so. So we have local action, global participation. Um, and just going back to September 12th, this is like a milestone. And by the way, you, you didn't mention that you're going. You have a milestone this year, too. Uh, I, do, I do. I've been <laughs> Which we gonna, over here, Rick. Uh, <laughs> yes. So we were going to uh, mention that during our my, milestone, the 20th anniversary of We the World and Good News Planet, and uh, but since you're not going to be there, we can very briefly say that, uh, you know, A Better World has been around for 25 years. How do you like that? You're aging me. You're aging <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You. <laughs> no, it, it's true. The 1993, March of 1993 was our first broadcast. Broadcast. And it's been that, that way ever since. that way ever since. Yeah. Right. Pretty wild. So, Thank you. So Thank this, you for mentioning this, it. And we will have a celebration later in the in the fall. In the fall. Exactly. So yeah. um, the celebration that we're going to have on September 12th is really honoring all of the marathon activists in in our circles, right? The, the, yeah. All of us on this show today are have been uh, ma- marathon activists, right? We're we're in it yes. for the long haul. It's it's like part of our lives. Um, I mean, it actually defines our lives. Well, it's really more like the core of our lives. Core of our lives. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so 
we're calling it the 20th anniversary Interdependence Day Peace Party. And the reason for that is because the second theme and the second day of 11 Days of Global Unity is actually interdependence. And we launched um, Interdependence Day back in 2002 in Johannesburg for the uh, Summit on Sustainable Development. Um, mm-hmm. And our friend Angingak, uh, who uh, is an advisory board member of, of uh, We the World, he did a convocation ceremony uh, in Johannesburg to launch uh, Interdependence Day. And then we teamed up oh. with Benjamin Barber and the Interdependence Movement, and um, that's when it became part of 11 Days. So, so we're going to be celebrating Interesting. Interdependence Interesting. as we do the, uh, the celebration of all the, uh, the amazing people who've been around We the World and all, all of that. Um, so I encourage people to, again, go to we.net. You'll find out all about that. And I do want to mention one other amazing program that's happening as part of 11 Days of Global Unity, which is, um, I think they're calling it the Climate Conversations. And uh, Sue Blythe and her team in Florida are, are leading 11 conversations on each of the 11 themes um, with, with the focus on climate and climate change. And they are taking pains to interview people who are local and who are affected by a lack of each of the uh, 11 themes, you know, a lack of unity, a lack of uh, uh, consciousness of interdependence and uh, environmental problems, uh, economic mm-hmm. justice. So they're, they're combining um, elders with people who have been affected by the problems on the ground and who have become activists. So it's it's a very powerful program. And again, if you Beautiful. go to uh, we.net, you'll find all of, all of that out. And just circling back it, with the overview, you know, uh, what everybody's been saying on the show today, for me, is is encapsulated by we. Just the idea of we. So for for yes. we the world, we is a consciousness, a collaboration, and a campaign. So yes. the consciousness is that we are uh, all part of this together. The, the illusion of separation is is understood to be an an illusion, and we are going uh, for making. Um, uh, expanding our circles of empathy and connection and caring um, so that it reaches the highest levels uh, and makes uh, we consciousness and the common good really a, a priority at the highest levels of uh, government policy. Beautiful. Um, so as, that's as a con- uh, consciousness. As a collaboration, it's all about coming together and, um, and working together in unprecedented ways, uh, which I think everyone on this call is also talking about, how we can collaborate in ways to do uh, together what we can't do on our own. On and our own. We, own. we as, as a campaign, is what we do together uh, and moving forward. So, so it's that's the the uh, the whole idea and um just my uh my kind of uh running theme that was supplied by our friend Jonathan Granoff who at at the launch of the we campaign he said um uh, i hope that we expands so much that there is no longer any them <laughs> So, I love it. I love it. <laughs> right. And it's it really it really captures it because we want to move beyond us and them. So it's That's just right. us. That's right. It's just beyond we, that polarity. Beyond that polarity. Exactly. By all means. By all means. So well, thank Rick, you. thank you for Mitchell. your articulateness about all of this and the yeoman's Yeo job man's that you have job done, that you done to, to herd all of us cats. 
We cats. <laughs> we cats, man. We, we, we cats. cats. <laughs> no, I really appreciate no, I really your work. Appreciate I've known you work. since the mid '90s when we worked on the uh, season for nonviolence events together, together, together at the United Nations, the United and we've Nations, been connected we've really, been connected ever connected really ever since. And uh, yeah. I'm grateful yeah. for grateful for so. Well, I want to thank well, you all, Rick Olfick, Catherine Davis, John Raymer, Matt, whose last name I don't know just yet, and Karen Palmer for being guest for being today. Guest today. It's really been meaningful. Really been I'm meaningful. just I'm really most really, of the time my jaw time has my been jaw has hanging, been down, hanging listening down listening to all the to joy all and beauty joy and, and, uh, and uh, consciousness, consciousness that everyone is bringing, everyone to, this is bringing to this table. So I want to just thank so you all again. Thank you all again. And, uh, and uh, let's, carry let's carry on. We've got a lot to do. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye all. Bye-bye all. Okay. Bye-bye. So that was the roundtable on media with the We the World panel. Uh, we the World, founded by Rick Olfick, who is the last speaker who we've had on a number of times, and has just does such a job. And I, I said hurting cats, but this is a global movement. And as you heard from everyone participating today, what they are bringing to the table is just exquisite from the larger macro level of the global kindness everywhere and that revolution all the way to what uh, my dear friend Catherine Davis was sharing of coming back to one's own heart and one's own vibration really one's own personal sense as it connects to everything Gaia of course so included so, I want to thank all of you for listening again, and please share what you just heard with others, because this is a global movement afoot for creating peace, for creating happiness, for creating well-being, for creating kindness, and breaking through the barriers for creating greater compassion, because the game really is up to us. We are far beyond government. We can use our minds, we can use our imagination, we can use intention and actions, as well as media, for bringing about the world that we really see and know to be true in our hearts. So I want to thank you all for listening. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. I love hearing from you directly. At uh, Best to reach me at the email address mjr at abetterworld.net mjr at abetterworld.net and we offer all sorts of healing services here uh, counseling, coaching of all levels for couples, families, individuals so feel free to be in touch and uh, make use of our services if you do not yet get our newsletter please go to abetterworld.tv where you can sign up for it and become part of a better world community Thanks again for joining. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, and I look forward to seeing you all next week.